Welcome back to episode two of Shit to Grit, the Detroit Lions PTSD recovery podcast. I'm Marshall Zweig, your co-host. With me is my friend and partner in this venture, David Hughes. Hello. So we wanted to rush uh, another episode in because we need to talk about the bad before we get to feel the good. We're going to get to that in a minute. Just a few upfront notes. Dave has some stuff too. Uh, on the last episode, I compared Reggie Rogers and, you know, incidentally comparing him to Jameson Williams. I'm not comparing what they what they did. Vehicular homicide and gambling on a college football game are not the same thing uh, at all. So I want to make sure I spoke to that. Uh, I was comparing the... Oh no! The lion. Something horrible happened to the Lions again, because getting suspended for six games is pretty horrible. Not, not, not their acts. Uh, Dave asked a question on the last episode. In 2022, the Lions were th- were worth 3.5 billion U.S. dollars, and uh, Mr. Ford bought the franchise for 4.5 million in 1964. Oh, 64. Yeah, right, right. So that was about seven years after the, the quote, curse, end quote, began. Uh, I want to make it very clear that Bill Ford Jr. is extremely competent, so much so that from what it, uh, what it appeared, he was called away from the Lions to run the Ford Motor Company. Nothing was meant as an insult, but I actually happened to, to meet Mr. Ford, and he is, seems like a lovely uh, gentleman. In every way, he he went out. I told Dave the story. He went out of his way to be um, respectful to me, and I thought that was really nice. So anyway, maybe that story will come up one time. Uh, Dave worried about like, are they going to know we're going to be talking about football? Definitely, it's this is about football, and this is about enjoying what's going to happen. This is a perfect. This is a perfect time for me to jump in. Like, how exciting is this right now? This is the day we've all been waiting for. It's the NFL draft. I'm what I I loved watching the um, uh, the news. What what is it? The uh, news correspondence dinner. I don't know if I'm pronouncing. I'm I'm saying that right. Oh, the White House correspondence. White House correspondent dinner. They called it. They call it nerd uh, nerd prom. What would this be called? Jock prom. I, I I don't I don't know. But I'm super excited. I was, uh, Marshall and I were talking a little bit earlier uh, about, uh, uh, in a, just a few hours, th- there are people that are going to become millionaires. Like, they've come from, like, poverty, or maybe not poverty, or certainly, like, they may be the first generation to go to college, you know, they, there may not be a father in the home, and in just a few hours, they are going to become millionaires. I was telling Marshall, I uh, remember watching uh, um, uh, the video of Sewell and his family sitting in in a living room. He's surrounded by just maybe like 20 um, of his family members and he gets the call from 
the Detroit Lions saying that he's the number one pick. And I can't even, what a mind fuck. It's just, excuse me for swearing, but like from going from one day you're, you're just yourself to the next day, you're a millionaire. You can buy whatever you want. You, you, you have family members who are expecting things. So, so going back to what I said, he's sitting in his living room. They, they, he gets the call. I know I'm, I'm, I, I'm super excited. He gets the call. He, uh, he, he breaks down in tears. His family members hug them. And I was like, well, it's like maybe 17 people around him. And then he opens the, door, uh, the sliding door to the backyard. And there must be maybe 40 people in his backyard just celebrating. And I, I was saying to myself, what are, what are they celebrating? Are they celebrating them, uh, 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 Sewell? Or are they celebrating like, we've all made it. Like, he's, he's wealthy now, which means we're all wealthy. Yeah, it, it, I liken it to imagine, you know, put your, if you can put yourself in the other person's shoes, imagine what it's like to have worked really hard, had to get probably mistreated by coaches, and now there's a night where you're sitting around your TV and you're like, huh, I'm going to win a lottery right now. I wonder what kind of how much my winnings are going to be, but my odds of winning the lottery are really, really good. That's an interesting feeling, you know. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I I, um, I could only liken it. This is this is a little bit a little morbid. Um, my father my father passed away, and then all of his uh, investments went to my mother naturally, and then four years later, she passed away. And uh, all of her investments, uh, instead of it going to my older brother, it, it went to me. And immediately my brother was calling me saying, when can we get this money? When can we get this money? And I was talking to, I, I, I remember talking to the, to the guy at, um, uh, um, at the bank and he, I, I brought information down and he took me through a long process, which is like going through all my mom's investments. And he told me like, hey, what you should do is just hold on to this. This is something that your mom has given to you. Hold on. But my brother was calling me every day saying, when are we going to get money? And I, I remember I had, to ca- I had to take all of her investments and I cashed them in, which meant it was just a huge tax. Uh, I had to pay tons of taxes on that money once I once I uh, cashed that uh, that those investments in and I gave half the money to my brother of course and then he was happy I didn't I didn't hear from him for like months after that and I can't I can't even imagine what it must be like for an NFL player to to get millions of dollars and what he must be going through the calls that he must be getting yeah yeah I, I want to acknowledge you Dave because like this we talked about this dave didn't know how how much he was going to share and i just texted him fantastic preach bro because he's 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 resensitizing which is what we all need to do this team has hurt us a lot that's why we rush this in do you mind me this is this is what i want to say and then we're going to go back to uh, the the points that you had to make which i i took the notes from when we talked earlier we squeeze this podcast in because we are on the way up those of us who know football, we can recognize that this team is like nothing we've ever seen. It's like nothing we've ever seen. So we're actually about to feel the feeling we've always dreamed of. Even the 2000, 
six tigers they didn't win it all but they gave us unforgettable memories they got to the to the world series that team got there twice we're about to have a winning tradition in detroit for the first time since dwight d eisenhower was president good grief since the first time i love lucy was still (laughs) making new episodes i love lucy was still making new episodes the last time we had a winning detroit lions tradition they owned the early 50s, if I recall, but they, they won a bunch. Uh, my dad was alive. I told Dave and I talked this. He was in his 20s when they won, and he used to tell me about driving with his brother to Canada to watch it because it was blacked out here. That's crazy. I, and and I, I don't know if you remember this, Dave, but here's my dad a week away from dying in the hospital. And what he wants to talk about is the 1957 Detroit Lions. And they, he says, they were, they were my guys. He says in his hospital bed. So, so we're about to experience our version of that. But if we hope to actually feel it, I say we need to talk about the pain too, because a lot of us can't take this in. Here's David sharing with you, and I'm really proud. And I texted him. I'm just so excited. He's outside mowing his lawn when these guys are on. He's raking his leaves when he wants to be inside watching football, but he's too afraid of feeling that feeling that it feels like when the Lions do it to you again. Because this team has done a number on us. They've done a number on us, on all of us. I tried to talk to all my friends the way I talked to Dave. I tried to, to, to say to them, there's something special about this team. I can see it. And I got, oh, come on. What, the Lions? What, are you kidding me? Same old Lions, right. You get the same old, this is the same old Lions. Same old lines. So this is like to, and for me, Dave thinks I've got it all, you know, because I, 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 I saw the difference. I watch with this weird sense of eerie detachment. I had to learn to fall in love with this team again. But learning to fall in love with them again means learning to feel the pain. The pain that, I mean, my father used to listen, uh, uh, he would, when we'd be raking leaves, I don't know if they were blacked out or, or if he, he, uh, he, you know, was cho- choosing to do his chores outside. I don't know. Um, but we'd rake and they'd be going south. And then eventually, like I, I heard them collapsing like they always did, Dave. You know what I'm talking about. And finally he'd say, okay, that's enough. And he'd turn off the radio. and there was just, Or the TV, because that happened inside. Okay, that's enough. And there's this eerie silence in me, in my in my youthful zest because i hadn't been hurt by the lions like that i was like no but there's still a chance there's still a chance in retrospect he turned it off when they had demonstrated that they were going to do what they always did which was do it to you again they hurt you so much you can't even bring yourself to watch the games anymore dave and when i watch i watch with a sense of detachment and you love football i know you do i do but you see you do but you've seen the pattern too many times. You're Charlie Brown, and Lucy pulled the football away for the last fucking time. What did I say to you, I would say to you, like, uh, uh, all I need to do is watch the first uh, uh, possession of the Lions, and I'll know how the game's going to go. And then as soon as I would watch, something would go, you know, something would go bad or, you know, sideways. Yeah, and like, you believe. And I would go, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this. I'm not going to spend my, I'm not going to spend my Sunday being disappointed. That's too much to do. Now, be honest. Did you believe you were bringing a curse? Yes. Yes. I, I was like, I would watch. You, you would call me, and I would be like, you were like, David, you can't believe this team. They just look so strong. And, uh, you know, you know they're, they're just, 
they're just going down the field like easily. And then I would turn and then there would be like a, I wouldn't say a fumble, but a misstep or rarely there were, there were times when they, they were uh, penalized, but this team is so different now. I don't even, it, it's not that often that they're penalized. I, I, they, they seem to have cleaned a lot of that, that old regime out, those, those old, you know, offsides or whatever, you know. So it, something would go wrong, something would go sideways, and I would, I would immediately text you, I'm out, and I would just go outside. And it's so funny because my neighbor, he, uh, he installed a, um, he put a TV in his garage, and he's outside doing work as well, but he's got the TV going, and he's watching. He may just be like me, like, he, he may need to stay busy while watching the Lions, I just couldn't, I couldn't watch. And you would just go, all right, man, like, uh, I, I, I totally get it. You know, this team is, you know, this team has done it to you and many people. And, uh, you know, you, you, uh, uh, you, you know, I, you can, you know, I'll, I'm going to watch the game. I'll tell you how it goes. I, I would call you or we would text. Lots of times I would call you and I was like, I can't watch, man. I can't watch this team. Well, well, Charlie Brown never wised up. Dave wised up. Dave mows his lawn. Dave rakes his leaves. And Dave feels better about himself, even though he'd, he'd rather be watching football. At least, at least I'm getting something done. That was, that's my mindset. At least right. Uh, I'm, I'm outside. I'm getting things done. I can tune. You know what I would do, Marshall? I would like... I would go to the, uh, the Lions, DetroitLions.com and just every now and then I go back to the site, see what the score is, you know. And I was like, oh, cool, you know. If they were doing well, or or if they weren't, I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going back there until like close to the end of the game. Yeah, there's there's different ways to go about it. I went Lions free. Dave is like, you know, he kind of hides behind the couch <laughs> like the kid with the horse. When the horror movie's going, and then he pokes his head up again, and I, I'm telling you, the, it was against Green Bay. It was the last game, and I called him. We call a lot during the games, and I said a lot, which is fun. And Dave's always so polite with my wife. He, he's always afraid he's disturbing us, and she says, "No, tell him I want him to call. It's really fun, you know." Anyway, uh, so he called. I, he, I called him, and I said, "All they have to do is get a first down." Nope. Nope. <laughs> I can't watch. I can't watch. That actually happened. All they need is the first down in the game. Wait, let me tell Let me nope. I, I would call. I called you, you know, and you would say, um, we, we, uh, we got the ball wherever back. All we need to do is get a first down and we're, and, no, you said, all we got to do is get a touchdown and we're back in this. And I was, that's a different game. Oh, okay. now, that, now that's, you're bringing up a really interesting point because you're talking about the Brock Wright touchdown where everybody looked right and he went left, which is one of those plays that's going to live in my memory forever. Dave says, "Am I? This is you. You tell me if I Go. got this right. I called you. I called you, and and said all we need. They had just scored on us. Okay, they went yes. ahead, and I said all we need to do is is go down and score a touchdown, and Dave." Hung up and or no, I was a text. I think yeah, yeah. right. No, and, I think and we, Dave ta- said, I think we were talking. And you said what? I, I was like, I think I hung. I, I no, you, you thought it I to yourself. Like, what, you told what me is he later. Talking about this is a. I was like, all we need is a touchdown. He he 
he, he said it so easily. Like, all we need, all we got to do now is go down and score. We're right back in this. Now, do you hear the man? Do you hear him talking? He doesn't believe in this team. He believes in them hurting us. That's trauma. I have a <laughs> smile on my face because it's sports, and he's laughing because it's sports. It's real. It's real. The trauma is re- the pain is real. Some guy wants to be watching football and he's out mowing his lawn instead. You just say, "Lucy pulled the football away for the last fucking Let me time." The so uh, you, you said all we you said all we got to do is go down and score. We're right back you, with so much. I think you know. I could hear a smile in your voice when you were saying this. You're like, "All we got to do is go down and score," and we're right back into this, Hughes. And I I hung up the phone. And I was like, "He is he crazy?" All we got to do is score. And I swear, within three minutes, you, you, I don't know if you called me back or you texted me, you, and it was like, touchdown. I was like, holy cow, this team is different. That's, that's all I'm saying. This team's different. They are. They, and I love that you can see it. And, and it took, Dave took a lot of convincing. It took a lot. But I must tell you, and I'm telling you right now, I mean, I said it earlier on this episode, but I'm telling you right now for the first time. I watched with a sense of detachment. And today, because we're doing this program, I thought of my dad shutting off that radio. And I got sad, really sad. And now, just as I'm hoping, I mean, I've been, you know me, I know everything, everything. about this team. I know everything. But now I'm starting to feel this. And that's what I want. I mean, my father is, is, has a week to live, and this is what he wants to talk about. This, this feeling, this feeling that we've all wanted to feel forever. And we never, never thought we'd get the chance. I have to chance. tell you that I'm sitting here in my office. <clears throat> excuse me. This is going to sort of ladder back to your dad. When your dad, I have a cocktail in my office right now. Because this is a big day. This is, this is draft day. This is what we've all been sitting and waiting for. And now it's here. When your dad passed away, we got together. And one of the cocktails your dad, I believe, was, would have after work. He said, I think it was a Manhattan. And uh, you and when your dad passed away, we got together. We had we decided to, you know, I'm 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 thinking I'm big shit, right? You know, uh, we were gonna have. And your dad was a teacher, or a principal, or a teacher, counselor. counselor. Your dad was a, a counselor, and uh, you were like, let let's go have a cocktail. You know, my, one of my dad my dad drank a Manhattan. Let's go have a Manhattan, and uh, we'll we'll celebrate your dad. You know. And we, we got to the bar, uh, we ordered, you said, two Manhattans. And they brought the Manhattan to the, to the table. And I was like, I could do this. I mean, I drink ca- uh, uh, rum and Cokes. This is going to be fine. I took one sip of that Manhattan, and I couldn't finish it. It was so strong. I, could, I don't know how your dad did it every... I don't, I'm not saying he did it every night, but like you told me, every now and then he would come home from work and have a, have a cocktail. Well, tonight I'm having a cocktail. It's not a Manhattan. But I'm having a cocktail because this is a big night. It was most nights. Um, it is straw. Like, I feel like it could take paint off the walls. <laughs> he only had one. If he had a really bad day, he had two. He never, ever had more than two in, a, in the really bad days. Really bad meaning, like, he needed an extra drink is... Uh, 
were rare. And, 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 you know, I've told you about my dad. This is also a guy who, when I was really little, let me mess up his hair and cover his face with a pillow. And when he came, and I'm getting sad talking about it, when, when he came home, he would kiss my mom because they, I also got to see, I did not like the way my parents treated me, but the, the two of them absolutely loved each other. So I got to see a love story. So I watched my dad come home in the doorway and my mom, greets him with a kiss, throws down his briefcase, and then he plays with us for five or ten minutes. So, like, it's a complicated thing, but not with football. Football was always easy. So, you know, we're talking about pain, right? So Here's, there it here's is. some pain. Like, I wish my parents were such big sports fans and Lions fans. I wish they could see this, te- this team right now because I think we're on the verge of something really, really... Uh, uh, amazing um we're going into this draft a great a very very good team we should get better right we're not a team trying to rebuild we're a very very good team and depending on these choices these draft choices we should be even better well i'll answer this is what you brought up in me to to contemplate as i have gone through this timeline of life I realize I'm more of a general manager than I would ever be a player or even a coach, although I'm a coach in real life, uh, but not a foot, not a sports coach. Um, I, I, I love the moves that Brad Holmes makes, and I'm trying to drink in this because I've suffered so long. I'm trying to drink this in from every frigging angle like a, like a Rubik's Cube. We've got a guy who not only can find late-round talent, but who blew me away today? I actually thought, or today, who blew me away this this off season, because I, I actually thought, what's this guy doing? He's signing everything we need. What's he, who's he gonna who's he gonna draft? I, I was it was like an Agatha Christie mystery. I just did not know what was going to happen. And then I realized, I called you. I think I said he filled every yeah, need. Yeah, you called me. So now he can draft whoever the hell he wants, and nobody's not going to know who he wants to draft. So he's. Oh, I don't want to say the word. Wildcard. <laughs> if anyone watches, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, Dave and I joke about that, but I don't want to say that word out loud. Um, anyway, you don't know what he's going to do tonight. Nobody does. And I must tell you, I don't know if I'm alone in this, I do not understand mock draft. Why, why should a person put any stock in what a, who another person believes a team I, is going to pick. That guy's not a scout for that team. I, I, don't, I don't understand it, too. It's like fantasy football or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I guess it's people like me who feel like they understand football who feel like they can just have a podcast. <laughs> but I'm not, coming across as a, I'm not coming across as a football expert. I am a Lions expert, but I'm not a football expert. I know the game of football very well, and I know the Lions and I'm very just, well. And I'm just NFL, a fan. NFL, not so much. And you're just a fan. But NFL, not so much. And speak of, speaking of which, Dave's going to ask me questions. Now, I want you to understand that guy's out mowing his lawn and raking his leaves. Don't judge. When I say don't judge, if you have judging voices in your head, love them and let them flow by. Don't, don't, don't pay them any attention. Because remember, have compassion for this guy. He wants to be in there watching these things. And he couldn't. I, I don't, except for the Buffalo game, every time I never pushed him. I said you have to do what's true for. Sometimes I wanted to, 
but I always respected his boundaries. He can't do it. He's getting there. He's getting there. Baby steps. Baby steps. It sucked to be a Lions fan. It ruined days of my life. Dave and I talked it. One of the reasons I went Lions free is because not only did it hurt on Sundays and, and was I embarrassed, it, was, it went into Mondays, it crept into Tuesdays, it was creeping into Wednesday. It's just, just this malaise. It feels, you feel just a weak and ashamed of yourself because these teams aren't losing. They're finding these weird, devastating not, ways to lose. And not, they're, they're giving not, up. Not just, not just finding a way. Sometimes referee, referees would help. Like they would call. Yep. You, 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 Calvin Johnson would catch a ball, run into the end zone, drop the ball, and they would say, no, no catch. It's like... We, we were cursed. The, the city was cursed. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So when I, whenever I went out of town and it was, the, it was football season, NFL football season, and people would say, where are you from? It was the opposite of what I got in 2004 when the Pistons won. I, I had to travel to LA for business. And uh, I, I, they said, where are you from? I said, you know, because people ask you that when you're, in, when you're having a drink in a bar waiting for things. I, I used to make commercials. And I'd say Detroit, and they'd give me this look because there was always games on. There were the games on. Or I'd come to see a Lions game, and if that was on in that particular bar, everybody who's watching that TV is rooting for the other team. Wow. And they're looking at me like, oh, wow, you're rooting for Detroit? That's weird. Yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember being on a photo shoot, and one of the... the um, Product, pro, uh, production assistants said to ask me where I was from. I said the same Detroit, and he was like, "Whoa!" Like he was just a, like it's scary. Scary, and I I gave him a lesson. I was just like, "No, Detroit is beautiful. They're, they've got beautiful neighborhoods. Downtown is great. You know, like it's just it's just their perception of what Detroit is. And sometimes my, my dad used to think like, you know." Uh, the Lions just had such bad luck, and he felt like you know, like the refs were against us because the city, you know, that sort of that sort of thing. But you know, I th- we're, we're I think we're trending. When you and I talk, Marshall, we're trending in a different area here. I think we're on the way up. I think this is what we've finally been waiting for, uh, and uh, we're we're a good team. We should get better. So here's what I here's how I perceive that last comment. Marshall, we're getting too into the sad part. Yes. Let's yes. not talk about the good thing. I do I know you? I could hear you like you were most you were beckoning me with your index finger. Come on, come on. Let me say, let me tell him this story. This is important to me. I've told you this story. Do you remember that Minnesota game that I told you about where we were down by 17 points with uh with about six minutes left. Yeah, th- th- yeah. Tell, tell me more. Okay. So I tell Dave this story. I went with my dad to Pontiac Silverdome. It held, it held 80,000 people. I'm getting it, it was, to remember it, that. It was an awful... It was, they crammed so many seats in that stadium. I remember it was just uncomfortable. And, and it stank, and, and people... People were urinating in the sinks, and I know I don't like. It's very honestly. I know it's funny. It was so uncomfortable for me. I felt like I felt like civil. Just humanity had just crossed the line at in the Silverdome. Eighty thousand people in one place. All bets were off, you know. 
but but so so I'm at this game. They're down by 17. There's six minutes left. I'm I'm young, and uh, and they stop them. I I don't. I think it was against the Giants, but I'm not sure. I don't remember who. No, it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. I do remember who. So it's Minnesota. We stop them. Barry takes it in. So now we're down by uh, 12. Oh, 17? No, but we're down by 10. We stop them again. We kick it off. We stop them again. Barry takes it in. We're down by, what? I just lost the, we're down by three. We stop them. <laughs> we take it in again. We win the game. We dominated the last six minutes of that game. 80,000 people were cheering. I told David, and I'm not kidding you guys, I was weeping. I was weeping. I couldn't see. I was crying so hard. And Dave said, what were you crying about? I said I was crying from relief because I was sure that I was going to have another three days of being ashamed of being a Lions fan, and suddenly someone took away, canceled my pain. Wow. Hey, t- tell, them the, tell them the story. I don't know if it was you or your friend Roder about like uh, the Lion, uh, Barry Sanders coming down at Oakland University for practice. I have two Barry Sanders stories. Now, I noticed, I listened to the last episode. You know, I want us to, to, to get adept at this quickly. I hate when I watch TV shows in a rerun. I'll be like, damn, the pilot episode, they didn't have it together, you know. So uh, I don't want to do that. But um, I listened, and I didn't explain to people who might be tuning in and aren't Lions fans uh, that Barry Sanders is, in my opinion, the most electrifying NFL back, and should the, be the guy who holds the all-time yardage record, he just walked away at the prime of his game because he had enough of losing, because he had enough of losing. The greatest running back, perhaps, in the history of the NFL just had enough. He had enough, so he walked away. Anyway, I have two memories. One is when he was playing, and I get sad because, like, I just remember it was a long time ago, and it makes me sad because this was a nice time when Barry was playing for us. It was it was a happy time to be a Lions fan. So my friend Jeff Roeder has a way of talking where he sounds rather innocent, kind of like a little rascals guy. And everybody, we're at the sort of like barrier where the players walk by, and here comes Barry, and they're all like walking. You know, maybe some are shaking hands, autographing. Barry's got his head down, walking, staring at the uh, at the sidewalk, and everybody's yelling, "Barry, Barry, Barry!" and reaching their hands out, "Barry, Barry!" And my my pal Jeff goes, "Mr. <laughs> Sanders, your play is inspirational." And Barry stopped. He tilted his head. He didn't he didn't go to uh, vertical. He just tilted it toward me and Jeff, and he said, "Thank you, thank you very much." And he kept walking. Uh, and then the other one was, I heard someone saying, Mr. Sanders, Mr. Sanders, I was in a Beyond Juice uh, sandwich store around, around Detroit. This is uh, maybe uh, 10, 15 years ago. And Mr. Sanders, Mr. Sanders, I'm like, who are they talking to? And I turned around and, and I said, oh my goodness, it, it's you. <laughs> Which, I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm not making light of this, but like, if something horrible is about to happen... <laughs> I think that's one of the things you'd be afraid of somebody yelling at you. It's like, you. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's you. Yes, it's me. Yes. 
But he turned calmly because he probably his his nervous system is probably very wide. And I said I stuck my hand out and I said thanks for the all the all the memories. It just came out of me. I didn't think. Thanks for all the memories. And he smiled and he said you're welcome. And we shook hands. Now, Marshall, I don't know if I've told you this, but I um, one of my friends during high school. So uh, my friend in high school had a biggest the biggest crush on Barry Sanders wife at the time they were you know she was in high school you did tell me this this is good and to tell her to everybody who she was because somebody I can't remember her last name Lauren uh, Campbell I think that's her life Lauren Campbell so that's right uh that's Barry Sanders wife I I don't know if they're still married but they they but I remember in high school my buddy was like I have this biggest crush on uh on Lauren Campbell we're gonna go ride our bikes over her, her house and we we rode our bikes. It was the middle of the summer, and summer, hot outside. We rode our bikes over to Lauren's house, and it was just a. I, Marshall, I just remember it being such a beautiful plate, beautiful uh, day, and she was in the house studying or reading or something. And we all, we the, the three of us sat on the porch, and we just talked. And I watched my kind of laughing at my buddy trying to. Make moves on Lauren, but she just wasn't buying it. And uh, uh, and then later, cut to me later, realizing that she was she was a TV reporter, and um, eventually she married Barry Sanders. I don't know if they're still married, but uh, they're not. Okay. No, they're but, not. Um, they, uh, she they had children and everything. I was like, I can't believe she married probably one of the best running backs in the NFL. Wild, wild. All right, you know what? We got, we got as long as this takes to tell this story. But here's why we wanted to be on the air. Let me wrap up for now. Here's why we wanted to be on the air. Today, it's going to change something in the lexicon of what it means to be a Lions fan. It's going to be another... Now, I'm getting scared as I say this, but I've had too long of watching this guy carefully, Googling, reading everything I can. Brad Holmes knows what... Your words he's were, he's doing. exquisitely good. He's exquisitely good at his job. He knows what he's doing. So it's going to be another point where you're going to have to say, am I in on these guys or not? And if you're still struggling, we're still going to be here. Uh, so we're going to be back once the draft uh, uh, is over. We're going to be talking about what's different since the draft. I got lots of notes, and I'm going <laughs> to blow Dave away. Because I'm going to play the outro. Dave, do you want to say our, our catchphrase that we made up last time? Or do you want to just end it with something different? Root for the team. Root blue. The team in blue. Open up your mind. Open up your mind.